Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm, uh, it looks like I'm maybe not at home and on the road, but I'm actually not. I'm at home. But uh, I thought I'd experiment a little different. I'm actually by a window, seeing if we can get some better lighting. Just whatever. I'm just trying to learn and play around, so forgive me if I'm kind of dorky. How many of you agree with this statement? Choice is power. Choice is power. Here's what I mean. If you're in a situation where you have no choice, uh, somebody's holding a gun to your side and they want your purse or they want your wallet, in a sense you have no choice, which means you have no power. Um, put you in another situation. Somebody's trying to get you to do something, and it may be innocent, I don't mean something horrible, uh, go to the movie with us or, hey, let's go shopping, and you don't really want to, choice is power. You can choose an option. You can say, no, I don't really want to do that or whatever. And, and just that teeny little bit of choice is a teeny little bit of power that uh, helps you get what you want for the next couple of hours. And it protects your freedom, for lack of a better word. So here's the thing. If you can't choose it, you can't change it. If you can choose it, you can change it. Now, what does that got to do with anything? What I want to talk to you about today, remember we've been working through these four things. Own your emotions. Don't let the ants ruin your picnic. Slow down and then build a support system. Well, we're still on the ants. Last week we talked about hurry sickness. And the point is, it, it dovetails into, we're still in number two. Don't let the ants ruin your picnic. But here's the deal. Choice is power. If you can't choose it, you can't change it. If you can, you can. Um, Here's the thing, if you don't believe you choose your thoughts, if you don't believe you can choose your thoughts, then you're gonna feel powerless to change many of the cycles you're caught in. One of the most important skills that you have to practice is, I'm gonna call it thought awareness training. My wife and I have read a book, here it is, it's called Fully Engaged, and I don't know if that shows up straight on there, but it's by a gentleman named Thomas Sterner, um, not a straight-up Christian book for sure, but uh, it, it, the first chapter of the book is worth the whole book, and the title of the chapter is Thought Awareness Training. Thought Awareness Training. I've talked to some of you about this in snippets of conversation and things of that sort. But here's the thing. Think about those three words. Thought, that's your thoughts. Awareness, being aware of your thoughts. Training implies a process to get better at something that you're currently not good at. So practicing being aware of what I'm thinking. Why? Because here's the deal. Learning to be aware of what you're thinking, therefore learning to change. In other words, if you're not aware of it, you can't change it. And you surely can't take responsibility for it. But being aware of what you're thinking learning how to sort of almost like detach yourself and look at yourself. That's what self-awareness is. Self-awareness is the ability to kind of almost, and again, don't think I'm being weird here. This is just kind of symbolic, but it's almost like stepping outside of yourself and looking back into yourself and thinking, thinking about what you're thinking. And um, it's the key to transformation. Romans 12, 2, be, you, be ye transformed. You'll be changed 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you're going to be changed in your postures, responses, reactions to life, your choices and decisions as you allow your thinking to become a higher level of awareness and you actually interact with your thinking to change it. There's a really cool quote in this book, and that's why I wanted to mention it. And the quote says this, your mind will create thoughts, listen to this now, with or without your permission. Your mind will create thoughts with or without your permission. That's just an odd thought for some people to wrap their head around. Wait, wait a minute now, my mind, my mind is going to create thoughts in my head without my permission? Yeah, it really is. What is it going to do it based upon? Past experiences, things you fear, things you're concerned about, outcomes you want that you think are threatened, and things of that sort. So your mind will create thoughts with or without your permission. It can be your master, your mind can be your master or your servant. Gosh, that's a revolutionary thought for most people. My mind can be my master. It just goes where it wants and I follow it or my servant. I monitor what it's doing and in a sense, tell it where to go. Your mind can be your master or your servant. Awareness offers the opportunity to make that choice. So let me read it all together. This is a quote from this book. Your mind will create thoughts with or without your permission. It, your mind, can be your master or your servant. Awareness thought awareness training, practicing how to be more aware of what I'm thinking, offers me the opportunity to make the choice as to whether I follow my mind and just follow it wherever it wants to go, or my mind follows me where I want to direct it. Remember, the scripture says, as a man thinks, so is he. Well, wait a minute. If the way I think is the way I am, what if I could learn to monitor and manage what I'm thinking? And that would be an interesting way to monitor and manage the direction and um, enjoyment of life. So remember, we're talking about own your emotions, and they kind of build on each other or feed into each other. Second one is don't let the ants ruin your picnic. And remember, ants are automatic negative thoughts, meaning that most of us have a preset disposition to think defensively, if you will, and look for what negative, what could derail our agenda, our purposes. And I don't mean that in a grossly selfish way, but just a, just a, a common sense way. We want to get from here to there, and our, our mind is watching for things that could divert us from getting from here to there or hurt us along the way. And here to there might mean getting our needs met, uh, building a great marriage, whatever. But the point is we have this system in our mind that is very quick to defend us when we feel like we're getting off track, which gives us a what I call a negativity bias. We tend to see what is against us more quickly and powerfully than what's for us. And what that means is, and what that kind of uh, creates, is we have these automatic negative thoughts that are quick to surface 
And again, remember what it, what it said, your mind's gonna create thoughts with or without your permission. And what it does is steer us down a road. For instance, I say to myself, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write a book. And man, God's gonna use the things that I've learned and I'm gonna write a book and it's gonna be cool. Well, here's what happens. Uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, really? Do you, do you really think anybody wants to hear what you have to say? Uh, um, do you really think you're going to stick with it? I mean, you might get you might get a chapter or two into it, but dude, you're. I mean, let's face it. Your track record of consistency is not all that great. Uh, now, is all that happening above the conscious line? Occasionally, but most of the time, it just sort of slips up and and sabotages me. Now, what are what are your ants? Automatic negative thoughts. What what situations do you get into where your intention is to act this way, react this way, and somehow you end up you meant to end up over here and you end up over here. And you're and you and, and let's be honest, we tend to kind of blame it on our surroundings or the people or whatever. But what if what if we said, okay, what was I thinking? How was I thinking? And we're going to get into this more later. Thinking is really talking to yourself. And what if we could learn to take responsibility for monitoring and managing what I'm saying to myself about myself? And what if, as we learn to do that, we realize that what took me off track from getting there and I ended up here was the way I think and the way I talk to myself that has become deeply ingrained in so much a part of my sub subconscious routine of thought that I'm almost unaware it's happening until it's too late. So what mind shift or else, what this whole eight minute mind shift's about is helping you learn how to engage life consciously, awarely, awarely, with awareness, turn off autopilot, Think about how you're thinking. And so what we're going to be doing is, is plowing into that as we make the turn into this next year. Um, the next couple of weeks, obviously, we're getting into the holiday season. I'm planning on doing this every week, uh, but I get it that it's going to be crazy for all of us. And, uh, and the content may change. Who knows? I might, I might be in a crazy spot with my family or whatever and just share something from there. But uh, we're going to be sticking with it. And then we're going to really jump into some stuff as we get into the new year. All right? Love you guys. Mind shift or else. Everything you want, everything you hope for. What's one of the biggest things between where you are and where you want to be is stuff that goes on in your head. And awareness, choice is power. If you're not aware of it, you can't change it. Love you guys. See you next week.